Welcome to yet another episode of the Anti Stands podcast. My name is Reward, and I'm here with the gang as usual. Well, minus one, Albert Ibuka. <laughs> happy New Year, boys! How's it going? Yeah, Happy New Year, guys! Uh, it's great to be here. We're recording this on the first of January, yep, yep. so this is a proper New Year's episode. And what we're trying to do is to look at the season because we're kind of at the halfway point so we want to start looking at the top six teams and how far they've come so far this season albert you're quiet so what's going on now nah, i'm just anticipating the good news for this year right like hoping that things get better the team has been shit, but yeah hopefully um my team actually has to perform as way better than they did last season so yeah, we I think hopefully the new year gives us that reset that we need, and with the fact that some players are coming up back from injury, I'm really excited about that. Oh, but I think you forgot to apply some lip gloss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the, that's the only thing missing. You did the makeup before you came on. You combed your hair. You brushed your beards. So it's just the lip gloss left, bro. Uh, you, you can take a minute to do that. We, we'll wait for you, don't worry. <laughs> oh my God. No worries. It's a new year, so it comes with the time. Yeah. <laughs> nah, it's, yeah, it's good It's good to get roasted by you guys. Though. It's good to get yeah. roasted by you guys. Don't worry, we haven't started roasting yet. We're talking United, so um, let's, let's get into it. Oh, wow. Start with... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's get into it. Um, so can you rate um, United's season so far, like on a scale of one to ten, and tell us why? Uh yeah, I think I rate I rate our season four, uh, big four. It's been it's been an abysmal season, trust me. Despite the fact that where where we're currently sitting right now, we are currently seventh on the table, and we, that's not where we're meant to be as a top team, and top team based on history, and based on performance. In, with history also, but at the moment now the players are not performing as they are meant to perform. We've had lots of injuries that have affected this also, and also with the fact that the manager is actually playing, the style of football the manager is actually playing is, is playing right now, isn't as identical as how United is meant to play. We don't have an identity right now. We don't have a style of play right now. Meant to be. It's really, it's really a sad one right now. We've had nine losses in the Premier League just this season. Um, Onana hasn't been the goalkeeper that we actually want him to be. He has been conceding lots of goals. And yeah, the and trust me, our forward line hasn't been the best at the moment. Our top striker is currently a midfielder in with McTominay. <laughs> Being our top strike, top goal scorer right now. <laughs> it's just it's one of those seasons where you're asking yourself like, what's really happening, and it's been very underwhelming. Trust me. Ibuka, how about you? How would you rate United's season so far? 
Hmm. To be fair, I think four is a bit harsh. I think four is harsh. I agree. Um, it's it's not been it's not been an easy season for United, but then, you know, there are still some positives here and there. ETH is he's dealing with you know injuries. He's dealing with poor form to, to certain players. He's dealing with the Jaden Sancho situation. So imagine you have one player that you are paying his salary, but then, you know, he's not a part of the squad. Let's not forget that at the beginning of the season, there was still the whole Mason Greenwood thing. It's it's not really been easy. And credit where credit is due, United have gotten some good results this season. Let's not forget they beat Chelsea. Let's not forget that they drew with Liverpool, even though they had a red card. Like, it's it's not been all bad, Albert. And as a United fan, you want to give a four, but as a neutral, uh, maybe a five point five or a six. I don't know if decimals are allowed, but that's where I, I really put the season. It's um, it's not been as good as United fans would expect. Albert talked about Onana, and. I enjoyed the banter on Twitter. I won't lie. I enjoy it. But has Onana <laughs> really been that bad? <laughs> Onana has 50. <laughs> but I don't think he has been that bad, though, to be honest. And let's not forget why he was signed. He was signed to be able to take pressure off the team in terms of retaining possession, right? So they can retain possession effectively. He can also play some nice um forward passes that can initiate attacks and they have been successes this season trying to play that style but then you know when it comes to short stopping which you say is the primary duty of a goalkeeper he's been having yeah he's been having some issues but it's it's just halfway through the season there's still a lot that united will get through and albert i wanted to even ask you uh, about the manager there's there's a United fan that is a part of you know the empty stance community. Um, Scott, very vocal United fan. I know he's always terrorizing the WhatsApp group. You know he's a huge Ronaldo fan. I I saw him. I think I was last week or so, and he said something to me. He said he doesn't trust ETH because he doesn't like managers that cannot handle big players, and he cited ETH uh, treatment of of Ronaldo. Right. Do you think that United should stick with ETH as the manager or are you at the point where after nine losses already this season and after being humiliated in the Champions League, let's not forget that, are you at that point where you're thinking maybe it's time for a change? Yeah, I believe by the end of the season, if he can't turn things around, then it'll be time for a change. I don't want I don't want to change right now because it's going to disrupt a lot of things. Like it's going to disrupt a lot of things um, with the players' mindsets. And what if I know he hasn't been able to manage players like big players the way he's the way a proper manager will manage him? Because just thinking about it, like if Ferguson was here, Sancho won't do what he's doing right now. Because I think Sancho right now is just taking a piss, literally. He won't do what he's doing right now. And that's the thing about clubs that actually portray the players as with the players with high egos, right? Now it feels like the player is bigger than the club. And I think that's what ETH is trying to prevent. That a player can be bigger than a club. So that's why he's 
treating it this way. But at the same time, there's had to be like a better way to manage this. If um, he's looking for an apology, why can't Sancho actually just apologize? Like, it makes no sense. So is that, it makes it just makes no sense. It's either he doesn't have, it's either Sancho doesn't have respect for the club and the badge that he's playing for, and just just wants the payday because he's earning how much over three hundred and fifty k just playing FIFA right now in his living room <laughs> or Call of Duty. So, like, if he actually wants to play football right now, he has to respect the club, and because no player is actually bigger than the club. But I just believe there would have been a better way to manage this. So, Albert, if you were in Sancho's position and you see Anthony playing the way he's been playing, stinking up the pitch, game after game, would you apologize? Game after game. Right, reward. Yeah. I'm being paid to play and I need to play. So, it's not. it had nothing to do with Anthony. It had everything to do about me as a player wanting to play. I wanted to play for Manchester United. So I don't what exactly are you apologizing for? What exactly? You're apologizing for the coach picking his favorites even though they're not performing. Is that, See, is that what you're apologizing Albert, let's not, let's not forget something, right? Albert, let's not forget something. Remember that it was ETH that called Sancho out? Yeah. Sancho was, Sancho was on his own. And ETH called him out in the presser. So, guy, why should Sancho be the one to apologize? Like, I did my day. Coach, the para. See, I don't understand. Like, see, we would. We are saying this like this doesn't happen like daily in different jobs. Like the managers calling out like their staff. That doesn't mean I wake up and say I don't want to work for the company anymore. Literally, it's just it just egos right now. Like even if like even if you call even if you call out the player, right? That doesn't. Yeah. You the player has to prove the manager wrong. Literally, everyone knows that. Um, Anthony is not a hundred million pound player, right? Yeah, definitely. But ETH keeps keep playing. Hold him. on, everyone knows that he's not that player. And Sancho, yeah. I know Sancho deep down knows that he's a way better player than. And right now, everybody... right now, Sancho is risking the fact that he might not be able to play for Euros just because of his ego. Right now, there's no way. There's no way. Um, Southgate. Will pick Sancho for that Euros team. There's no way. So he's going to miss the Euros just because he doesn't want to suck it up and just be a, a just play. Are you trying to tell me that the class of '99 or 90, class of 90, 90, 94 didn't have yeah. issues with um, Alex Ferguson? I mean, Alex Ferguson didn't come to the media and tell everyone that, oh, if Beckham didn't apologize. We're saying the same, like different managers have different issues. Yeah. Like literally, that's, that's okay. different managers. <laughs> see, different, <laughs> different, different managers are different managers operate different. And I'm not saying what Kenard did was right. I'm just saying that he had he was he has his own flaws, but that doesn't affect that shouldn't affect Sancho from showing his best on the pitch. That's not about being um, have a leadership mindset, and that's what Manchester United lacks right now. Like players that will stand up and say no. Like, we're going to die for this club, no matter what. Trust me, every right-winger that Manchester United has right now is better than Anthony. Literally. Pelistri I mean, is better than Anthony. Except your coach, so I, I don't know. Pelistri is better than Anthony. Um, Ahmad is better than Anthony. 
Sancho is yeah. better than Anthony. I just like even ETH needs an apology. Wait, chill. <laughs> even um uh what's the name? Ganacho on the right wing. Remember Ganacho just performed yeah. on the right wing. He's way better than yeah. Anthony. So like we know and let's not forget, even despite the fact that Anthony is actually not in right form right now. It's right form again. Nah, what's the right form for Anthony? It's like it's like comparing it's like comparing Neymar and Santos to Neymar and Pierre right now. I think Neymar and Santos just didn't. Neymar hasn't really shown as much potential as he showed when he was in Santos. Oh wait, you feel Anthony has potential? Wow. But he, okay. Re- reward, reward. That is. Did you watch Anthony? I watched. I watched this guy this before. Ajax. Yes, I watched it before. I asked. He was good. He looked really good. I'll be honest. You watch him play. I'll be Ajax. honest. He looked really good. Reward. You know he was signed as ZS replacement, and yeah. I just had it you know, with clubs like Ajax. They are usually very smart. Usually very smart when it comes yep. to equipment. So I remember then when we were signing ZH and they were getting Anthony. I saw some some clips of Anthony from the Brazilian league. And I was like, oh, this guy looks good. Though. Ah, Chelsea. We always go and buy the player. We always go and check who the club will go and replace the guy with. And then Anthony had a good season at Ajax. He he had a, he had a good season at Ajax and he was good for Ajax. Like, the price tag is high, yes. But let's not act like the guy was trash. He was a good player. He was one of Ajax's best players. And that's why they sold him at that amount. Literally, he was Ajax, one of Ajax's best players. That's why he was sold Anyways. for that amount. Like you said, I feel like ETH should still keep the job just because I want to see you guys fail. Because <laughs> I feel like ETH is clueless. He's completely lost it. Like two years gone now, right? Please tell me what's United's style of play? Like what's United about? I still have no idea. Like, we're, 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 all... we're asking this, we're, we're asking this question right now. To score clutch goals and that's it. ETH solution every game. Just put McTominay up there. That's that's all. <laughs> that's his tactics. Does he have any other tactics? To be fair no. to the boy, the boy has saved him a few times, though. To be right? fair, <laughs> so it works. Right? Yeah, it works, and he'll keep doing it. Even the last game, you saw that's what he did again. He brought McTominay and expected him. You saw the way he was just jogging. Be- oh no! Let's not I think no. I, I think right now United is trying to play quick transitions with the ball. Trying. To- Try to move the ball really fast, but it's just that. Really? And you have an Ericsson playing in midfield and you're trying to play quick transitions. Really? Did you did you see um the game against Aston Villa? I think I think the game against Aston Villa is just I'll, I'll bet. I'll bet. I don't I don't think that game is a good measure. I'll be honest with you. Because there's this thing about when the momentum is on your side, right? Aston Villa lost their heads and the whole momentum was United. When when United made it 2-1, I had yeah. that feeling that, ah, these guys can turn it around. Because everything was just... I know how Rashford... Rashford right. plays like... He, he plays like that child that you need to be encouraging. Yep. So when Rashford hears the noise of Old Trafford, like, yeah. just to lift him up, like, ah, I'm going to do things. So at that point, I knew that, ah, Omar, Rashford is going to be hot now. So please don't mention that Aston Villa game. You can talk about other games. You've won two out of your last nine. We can select another game to talk about. Let's not pick that Aston Villa one, please. Thank you. 
Wow. Anyway, let's let's move on. Let's move on. We're in the January transfer window now, and we know that um, most clubs will be looking into getting one or two players to boost their squad. So let's assume ETH still keeps his job, right? Yeah. Um, what areas in the club or in the, on the pitch do you feel like needs upgrading? And what? tell me what players you are looking at as well. What players are looking at? Who is in the market right now that will be looking at any player right now? Because, okay, one thing I know that we need, we need a top striker. We need someone. We need someone to assist Hoyland. Like he has. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Me, and, me, and reward. We could not hear you at the same time. We did not hear okay. you. Uh, <laughs> we need a. Striker. <laughs> you need a striker. You know what you get. Wait, wait. What, what's what's Hoyland? <laughs> hold on, hold on. Okay. You guys, hold you guys went to. You guys went to do. You guys went to do baby Haaland. Oh, blonde hair, uh, Scandinavian, left foot. <laughs> what all is two? This is our island. <laughs> Ebuka, please explain your point again because I'm I'm lost. <laughs> Ebuka, okay, just think about it. Our strike force right now. How many goals have they have they provided in the last twenty games that we've just played right now? Like Highland has scored just one some, goal. Isn't it like four or five or something? He has scored just one goal. In... Strike force in the league. He has scored just one goal in twenty games. So you feel getting another striker would solve that problem? Playing like we played um, Rashford as the striker with Nottingham Forest, right? Yeah. And that that just he feel. And... It's called off a mistake. Like Rashford is better off on the left, and that's what everyone says. Even Mourinho said it. Rashford is not a top nine. He's a winger. Yeah. He's a winger, yeah. right? And I don't even blame right now. Right now, when you think about the way um, both our wingers play, like they play, they cut in and they try and score, right? And the the top nine is actually suffering. I think that's one of the reasons why Hoyland isn't actually getting. Um, enough goals get, but I think one. I think one thing that could favor ETH is if they actually prioritize the fact that we have a top nine and they try and feed him the ball because Rashford doesn't feed Hoyland the ball, and both wingers don't feed him the ball. Maybe that. Yeah. So I don't. Think, I don't think the striker is the problem. We should be getting wingers that would feed strikers or get the coach to teach them to play. In a way, in a kind of way that suits the striker, because if you're playing, if you're buying a striker who fits off chances, and you're not feeding him those chances, I don't think any striker will thrive in such such a situation. Yeah, but I also think that there's also like pressure on Hoyland to carry the entire team as the top nine. Like, I mean, he's, he's a seventy million striker, so he's yeah. not, you know he's not worth seventy million now. Why are we doing like this? Say, Lord, we know that United actually does bad business. We're not, it's not today. So let's not talk about prices here. It's bad. It's like, it's like, it, it's like you go and imagine if United wanted to buy, um, wanted to buy Haaland from Dortmund. Do you think Dortmund would have sold him for that shitty amount they sold him to Man City? I mean, you bought you bought missing Mount for sixty m. Exactly. So you're so happy. You're so happy because Chelsea did good business. 
Like, like literally, that's why you're happy. Like, uh, like, oh shit, mouth. Like, we don't even need him, but we sell him for this very high amount. So United does bad business, and we've been doing it. We buy high. We can't even sell off our own players properly. Like, we don't make profit from selling our own players. So every evaluate, every valuation of players right now is actually just shit. Okay, so you feel the team just needs a striker, and that's it. And not just a striker. Definitely. A, a striker would be nice to have. Yeah. Okay. Even right now, the right wing, we've been con- talking about that right wing for for God knows how long. Like, literally. And everyone, like, and and right now, when you're talking about the right wing, you don't even know if um, it's the manager's tactics or is the players right now. Because, what well, I think um, Sancho was meant to be on that right wing. And right now, he's Playing Call of Duty at home. Then Anthony, we got Anthony. He's just not it. Then okay. who else do we have? Ahmad. Ahmad is also there. He hasn't played. Well, he just, he just came off an injury. He just right? came off an injury. I think yeah. even someone that actually offers more value on the right wing most times that looks a bit aggressive is actually Pelistri. But Ten Hag doesn't give him the chance that he needs to play. So it's just it's just an issue with the manager right now for that okay. right wing. So yeah, that's one thing. Then what other position are we looking at? The defensive midfield, the DMs right now. <clears throat> well, we have Meno that is young that he's trying to Meno is young and he's trying to prove himself. But Amrabat is not even stepping up to the Name Amrabat that he was so much hype. Like <laughs> we need to actually review who is doing the scouting for us. Amrabat was so he was so good in the World Cup, but right now, like he's he's on the bench. Like I'm trying. I, honestly, I was just waiting for that for him to come, and he hasn't given us the exact. Uh, he hasn't played the exact way that we saw. Where's Walter Casemiro in all this? Like Casemiro is injured. Oh, <laughs> he's injured and he's old. I can't believe we sold it. Yeah. When you bought him for 70 million to him, forgot he was old. <laughs> that, you know, it's so hard to talk about United because when you think about the business that they're doing, you're like, oh God, just strangle me. The, the... So let's, let's, talk, let's switch gears and talk about injuries. I mean, almost every club this season so far has been having it bad with injuries. What do you think is, why is this happening all of a sudden? Is it, yeah, it feels like a common theme. Is that, is it the club doctors or the, I don't think the games have changed. It's still the same amount of games. Yeah. Or is it because of the extra time at the end of the games? What's, what do you think is the issue with this injury? You know, I'm, I'm really worried about the club physios, man. And the trainings that they give these players, man. Or because I'm trying to understand why we have so many so many injuries, and it may not just be us, right? Like, okay, right now we have Luke Shaw is injured, Amrabat is injured, Harry Maguire is injured, Missing Mount is injured, Tyrell Malasia has been injured since the beginning of the season. Casemiro is still injured. Lisandro Martinez is coming back from injury, but still injured. Hoyland, we got him injured and he's still injured. Lindelof is injured. Martial is God. Why is Martial still a United player? 
So just think about one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. So we have ten injuries on first team players. Like, like that means they really need to pause and actually talk to the look at the physios, look at the training regimen that they give these players, because God knows that. Like, I don't think it can't just be. It's strange, literally. It's literally strange. It's literally. Yeah, but do you think is do you think it's on the physios? Because I feel almost every club is going through this, so I'm not sure it's on the physios per se. Mm, so when you mentioned this, what came to my mind was AC Milan. So AC Milan, they've been going through like a very serious injury crisis, especially in their defense, to the point where Tio Hernandez, you know how attacking Tio Hernandez is. Tio Hernandez has been playing center back. Show you how bad it is. And then the Milan fans are blaming the physios. And I think it's a general issue. And because it's a general issue, I don't want to believe that every club's physios are bad. So it's probably something that um, we need to look into, whether that is down to, you know, fixture congestion or the training methods that these new-gen coaches are using or a lack of rotation. Because I know in earlier years when I used to watch the Premier League, there were coaches that were known for, you know, heavy rotations. I can think back to Rafa Benitez that used to rotate his squad. And that was his own way of trying to ensure that players were fit and available throughout the season. But maybe because of the the quality that we have in the league, where every team is almost a big team now, Brighton can come to your house and beat you. Newcastle, we saw them make top four last season. Maybe because of that, you have to almost always put out your best team. And it's leading to, to injuries. So I, I think it's something that, you know, every club is trying to figure out because almost everybody has been served that injury injury dish this season. It's a difficult one, really. Now, but it's only very it's only very few clubs actually rotating properly. And actually, it's not just about rotation. It's about trusting the rotation, right? Like, I believe, I see um, the Zebri will, can change his entire team and trust in that team and they will actually win games for him. That's a coach that has a system. Exactly. Right? Like, sometimes you don't, when you don't, yeah. When you see Mitoma on the bench and you're like, oh wow, why is Mitoma on the bench? Isn't he meant to be one of his best players? You see Pascal Gross on the bench and you're like, okay. But you see a United team and you'll be like, <laughs> That's why the team has no structure. What do you expect? Let's see. Honestly, it's it's very hard being a United fan. But I think every coach needs to, yeah, try and rotate properly. Like, literally, try and rotate properly. I think only Pep and Zebri are doing it right. Doing, doing it um, in a very spectacular way because, like, they trust all their players. And ten, we, you see it with Ten Hag. Like sometimes, if he when he benches Varane, you be like, okay, why is Varane not playing? Like he doesn't trust. There are certain players right now you see that he doesn't trust. And yeah, he's so he's got, that's why he's giving Evans and co contract extensions. Because <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> why is Evans getting a contract extension? <laughs> it's bad enough that Evans is still plays for United in 2023. <laughs> 
there, there's a lot that needs to be changed in United, and yeah, we're hoping that this new year we can make so we can make those changes. Okay, so speaking speaking no, of Albert, speaking of changes, no, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> what I'm about to comment and talk about the new ownership because. <laughs> uh, you guys complained about the Glazers. They are bad. They are evil. All of that. But credit to the Glazers. They were still buying the players that the coaches wanted. Yeah. A lot of them are flopped, but it's not it's not their fault. They spent the money when it was required. Now you have your new minority owners who are here, who have con- um, control over footballing activities, right? Yeah. So that takes it off the Glazers' plate. What are you? What are expectations from the new ownership? Do you think that there will be an improvement in your recruitment? Because it's something that you have raised in the past as, as an issue. So, what are your expectations of the new ownership? Yeah, I think my expectations are just in getting the right systems. Because, like, as much as everyone wants rapid changes, you actually want systems in place to ensure that those changes will happen organically and systemically so you just don't want an immediate like you don't want um Ineos to come right now and just sack the manager and bring in a caretaker that won't make um, proper sense right you actually want to ensure that okay there's employ the right director of football that knows football right like review the current recruitment processes and ensure that going forward with them they have the right tools to make the right decisions to make the right um to, to scout the right talent get to find the right pipeline from the youth team to the first team so that like that would help with um making large purchases of other um from other teams right and ensure that we are negotiating properly and we're not just going head into the market and paying every amount that every club gives us so yeah as we just need the right systems in place that's it like i'm sure we're not buying mouth again for 70 million literally <laughs> by the way we have we have this guy andre santos he's like a 19 year old wonder kid and he's a dm so in case you're <laughs> looking for him and he's yours <laughs> See, let's be honest. I don't think, and, and that's that's what's been nice. That's what's been nice, really, because we care for, we care about you, Albert. You're <laughs> our guy. So if you bring 50m, we got you. Then Galaga, 60m ish, we got you as well. Yeah, we can take uh, you. <laughs> Albert, always take up a few million. But yeah, we got you, bro. You we guys should you. own up to the fact that Galaga has actually performed this season. Like oh, Chelsea fans oh, don't want to say that, like. Don't worry, Albert. Albert, we'll get it. We'll get it to Galaga. <laughs> we'll get it to Galaga later. On. Don't worry. <laughs> what players do you think would have? I mean, this is twenty twenty four. What player do you think will have an outstanding year? I, for one, I can think Ganacho is set to do big. Oh, definitely. Uh, yeah. What other players do you feel stand out this year? I think Ganacho, Meno will have uh, an amazing year. Those uh, two players, uh, my fingers. Um, um, yeah, they have, they've been amazing players and they are showing that they are great talent. Ganacho is one of them. Um, Kobe Maino is one. And one outstanding player that um, everyone like overlooks is Scott, Scott McTominay. Um, I believe I see him as 
he might not have the right technical abilities, but he shows <laughs> he shows he shows that, that passion my chance. He, he shows passion. that he has passion. passion. He has passion. passion. <laughs> if that, and yeah, he has passion. He might not have technical abilities, but he has passion. And Fashion, fashion FC. <laughs> <laughs> that could help. But yeah, I think um Ganacho and Meno, like they are they are standout players for for me. And but yeah, let's this the season is halfway in, right? So let's see how it goes. Yes, well, let's let's have some predictions. Hey Buka, where do you see Man United finishing? Ah my brain is telling me seventh. But I don't know why that number is coming to mind. Why seventh? Because I would expect United to finish above that. But let's let's just say seventh for now. I'm sorry, Albert. Why are you apologizing to me? Albert, yeah, guy, how about you? What me? Um. So let's 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 just be honest with ourselves, right? Let's just be honest with ourselves. The table is still going to be shuffle, and it's going to be shuffle well enough, right? Um, despite the fact that uh, Aston Villa is trying to do a Leicester this season, despite the fact they're trying to do a Leicester this season, we know that, yeah, best of all, they're going to play Europa League football. They're not playing Champions League football. Um, by the time Liverpool will win the league, oh, Liverpool will win the league, Man City second, Arsenal third, um, Tottenham fourth, then Aston Villa fifth, United sixth, yeah. Oh, because I was wondering where's United, you know. Why are you giving me? I want to know where United will finish. <laughs> Why are you giving me breakdown? Okay, so he's he's saying sixth. Yeah. So he's yeah. saying sixth. Yeah. And I oh, said, no, oh, okay, no, no. Let me on. Let me Okay. United fifth, not sixth. Definitely. Oh, wow. Fifth, yeah. I think, That's I think, cool. yeah. Europa League football is our destiny. Okay. There's, there's no way we are going to finish fourth with the way we are playing. Wow, okay. Yeah. You know, really the thing is, Albert, Albert, you're forgetting something. What's that? Yeah, you, you want, Albert's forgetting something. That in January, Chelsea is going to buy a striker. <laughs> so that's, you know, you, you know the funny thing here? Yeah? All this, your, your gra-gra, you guys are like, it's not three points ahead of Chelsea. I'll be, yeah. how many? Three points. Guy! <laughs> Don't worry. That's, I'm I, coming that's why I feel like you guys are being nice. Left to me, I feel like United... Finish 10th position. You say they've already lost nine games, <laughs> right? The little games they've won so far, the 10 games they've won, like probably half of them, they didn't deserve to win it. <laughs> I don't know how lucky they were and they got those wins. So by the time they take um, the season reshuffles and we start afresh, trust me, these guys will go back to where they belong. I feel like they belong 10th. Yeah, maybe then um, their owners will then have some sense and suck it here already. So that's that's how I feel. And let's jump to Chelsea's review. So I'll give reward what he wants. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me so I'll calm him down. He's very <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. high. Yeah, is a bit too loud. <laughs> you can't shame the shameless. <laughs> Chelsea's down so bad. So. Bring it on. 
anyways guys uh, with that we've come to the end of this episode um this is just us trying trying out something new something fresh for 2024 with a video episode and we hope you guys would like this subscribe make comments engage and let's just have friendly banter um so we'll see you guys next time on other episodes of different clubs um it's wishing you guys a happy new year once again and cheers guys <laughs>